Hello, and welcome back to Battle Plan, uh, a podcast that's focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hemphill. I want to invite you to visit our website at active-faith.org and email me with any spiritual warfare questions you might have, stevehemphill1 at me.com. We can talk about those in future episodes. Last time, we talked about angels to the rescue, my COVID recovery story, and my walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Today, I want to share another very personal, true story about uh, singing Mimi to heaven. Now, Mimi is my mother. She had two boys, me and my little brother. Both of us have three boys, so she has six grandsons. Mimi was very loving, very artistic, doing things like oil painting, stained glass, watercolor, design, all kinds of things like that. She was creative and thoughtful. She was always sending notes of encouragement to people and a big, big braggart about her six grandsons. Everyone got to hear about them, whether they wanted to or not. She was very well known for her love for her family. She got COVID last January when I got it, but we didn't know that until she got back home. She's she was 87. She had uh, driven seven hours to be at my house for Christmas. Pretty uh, amazing feat for an 87-year-old. The rest of the family lived the other direction now, so my home was sort of in the middle and a good rally point. She'd lived alone since uh, Dad died in the summer of 2000. She got sicker and sicker and finally was in the hospital and overcame uh, COVID, but then had a kidney problem we did not know about that caused her kidneys to fail on a Wednesday morning. You know, Forrest Gump said, uh, mama died on a Tuesday. Uh, my mama died on a Wednesday and my daddy died on a Thursday. It's funny the details you remember uh, about these events in our lives. When her kidneys failed, the doctor called me and asked what I wanted to do. And I said, well, what are the options? He said, dialysis, uh, or, or hospice. I asked what he would do if it were his 87-year-old mother, and he said hospice. She probably couldn't survive the procedure to begin the dialysis in her condition after just recovering from COVID. So that's what we agreed to do. It was 7 a.m. in the morning when that happened. My brother and I both called our three boys. He has three, and I have three. I called them in the order of their birth, oldest to youngest, my oldest son lives in California, and uh, Mimi was in a hospital in Central Texas. When I told him what had happened, he said he'd be glad to get on a plane and head there uh, immediately. And I said, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the sentiment, but with failed kidneys, you're all the way out there. By the time you got that done, she, you couldn't get there in time. So I went ahead and called the other two boys and told them the same thing. Meanwhile, the oldest son called the other two himself, and he called the cousins, and they all called each other. Five of the six boys had plane tickets purchased within just a few minutes, and the last one uh, was scheduled to arrive at the hospital that night by about 10 p.m. My brother was there with mom in the room. I, I still had uh, pneumonia and uh, was iced in in Northeast Texas, no way to get there. My brother was uh, 
alerted about the incoming group, and we were concerned about them all getting there to see her with the limitations of visitors because of COVID. But when her status had changed to hospice, the rules changed at the hospital, and she was moved to a private room, and they were all going to be allowed to uh, be come in and see her, hopefully before she took her last breath. Uh, her body was struggling because of the kidney failure. She hadn't told any of us that she had a kidney disease and uh, was on special meds for it. We we hoped she could be kept conscious for the final arrival of her precious grandsons, but there were there were no guarantees. Uh, we agreed that if the pain was too acute, that uh, she'd have to be given uh, morphine, and uh, even if that meant she wouldn't be able to respond to her last gathering of family. But God came through. When they all got there, it was about 10.30 p.m., my wife and I got on our iPad, and through FaceTime, we joined them in the room. And for an hour, we sang to her. We sang her to heaven. Now, how special is that? We worshiped God together in her hospital room, and her moans and grunts joined into the chorus as as we did that. She had thrush real bad in her throat, which meant she couldn't talk. She could grunt and, and open her eyes and look and see. She was conscious, but the thrush prevented her from speaking. She was having um, birth pains as she entered the real world, and we were in pain knowing these were our last moments together in this world. It was exciting and it was sad. There was joy and there was sorrow. We were happy for her in spite of the fact we would miss her greatly. If you haven't experienced that, my friend, you will. After we sang, we all went around the room taking turns, telling her what we loved about her, telling her our favorite memories of her love and kindness. She got to hear her own funeral. We said to her the things that are normally said at a funeral. Now, how, how special is that? Just a couple of highlights I'll share with you. One was uh, my middle son has a, th- a three-year-old boy named Witten, and, uh, and they said, Witten has a song to sing for you, Mimi, and they turned the video on on his phone, and he said, Mimi, I want to sing you a song, and she sang two verses of Amazing Grace all by himself on key. Uh, My youngest son uh, said he remembered that when all six of them were staying at her house in the summers sometime, she would always give a prize to whoever would go to sleep first. And that's that's a pretty smart grandma there. you got six boys in bed trying to goof off and play and stay awake. But she offered a prize to whoever would go to sleep first. And I'm going to tell you it worked. He said he worked to get that prize every time. My, My little brother and I went last. And when he spoke up, he said, Mimi, first of all, I, I forgive you for putting mustard on my sandwiches all the time. You always got that mixed up. Steve's like mustard, but I like mayonnaise. And then I spoke up last and, and told some great memories and things I appreciated and loved about her, but I also forgave her for putting onions in everything she cooked. She always said it made it taste better, and I told her I didn't like them. And she said, well, you can't taste them. And I said, well, then how can it taste better for onions to be in there if you can't taste them? It never made sense to me. When we finally winded down our song time together, she soon stopped breathing and completed her journey to her real home, the real world. C.S. Lewis called this the shadow land, and the eternal life with God is the real world. We all told her it was okay for her to go on ahead, 
Some people really do need to hear that before they'll let go. We told her we'd see her again soon at the reunion. Now, if you're looking for me, I'm diabetic and don't get to eat many donuts. I love donuts. I'm just If you're looking for me in heaven, just find the donut table. I'll be there the first two or three decades catching up on how many donuts I wanted to have. I will. I will see her again. One little thing about, about Mimi. You know, anytime we won an award, she hung it on the wall. A picture, a, a certificate. She was very proud of all of us. But you know what we found in the bottom drawer of her dresser? We found an award that she got. She was Citizen of the Year for the whole county. It was a pecan plaque engraved with her name on it for all the volunteer hours she spent at the at the um, historical center and, and helping and volunteering for other things in the community. She never even told us that she got that award. She hung our awards, but she wouldn't hang her own. That was Mimi. So in light of today's lesson, let me suggest that part of your personal battle plan might be to rethink your attitude toward heaven. Paul said to live as Christ and to die as gain, to die as better. Meanwhile, call your mama. Tell her how you love her. Tell her why you still can. And tell her that now so you'll be ready to let her go when the time comes. Satan wants us to hang on to this life, but God has a better one planned. And if she could vote today, whether to stay there or return here to us, even though she loves us, I can tell you what she would say. I can tell you how she'd vote. She'd vote to stay there. To live is Christ and to die is gain. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation uh, to help our ministry, Active Faith, you can go there and do that. Thank you for helping keep this podcast going. Uh, See you next time on Battle Plan when we'll be reviewing the original stake verses, the ones on the stakes were originally embedded in the stakes. So I just want to encourage you to keep praying because prayer works. God is still on the throne and prayer still works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.